this is Matt, and welcome to another edition of the Studio Rats podcast. I'm stationary today, so hopefully the audio quality will be a little bit better than yesterday. I thought it was acceptable. Hopefully you guys can um, handle the background noise when I'm driving around, because it will help me be able to get some additional podcasts out. Today I wanted to talk about an interesting interview that I saw on Digital Trends with Neil Young, and I got to say, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I've never had the opportunity to interview Neil Young, and probably never will, uh, because he seems like he'd be a difficult person to interview. This is actually the second interview that I've watched of him recently, the first being um, an interview with him and Daniel Lenoir talking about Neil Young's new album, Lenoise. But I, you know, I don't know if crotchety is cr- quite the right word to describe his interview demeanor, but uh, it just seems like... Uh, you could, he could be a little difficult to interview. But I thought the interview was interesting on Digital Trends. It was specifically, uh, the focus of the interview was on um, the quality of music that's available to consumers today. And Neil Young is making the case that 24-bit, 192 kilohertz files um, kind of represent the 100% um, audio fidelity that it's very close to analog. If you take an analog tape and transfer it, at uh, 24-bit, 192, it's very difficult to hear the difference. There are some differences, but it's a very good copy. And he makes the case that the MP3s that most people listen to represent only 5% of that 100% audio quality, and he apparently is trying to to change that. The interview is a little sketchy on details, but Neil Young says that he was speaking to Steve Jobs about this before uh, Steve had passed. And it, it's a little bit unclear on whether or not Neil Young is and, and Steve Jobs were talking about a new hardware, like a new iPod or iPhone that would support that, that sample rate of 192, or if it was a new file format. But I thought both of those were kind of interesting. I mean, the, the current um, iPhone, and I believe the even my old iPod Classic would support 24-bit playback, certainly not at um, sample rates higher than 48K, but that's certainly a step up from the files that you can download from iTunes. And I think for most people, myself included, I would just be happy if you could download 16-bit files from iTunes. That's such a step up from the MP3s that they offer, or I should say the AAC files that they offer. So, and what's interesting is that the existing infrastructure already exists there. Apple or any other company wouldn't need to release any new hardware. They just have to offer the files for download and people could download them. Um, Then kind of in in researching um, a little bit for the show, I also found an interesting article on geek.com. It's actually older. It's from February of last year, but uh, it makes it sound like Apple is actually in talks uh, with record companies to get the rights to offer 24-bit downloads. Uh, so that was kind of encouraging, and perhaps that is somehow related to Steve Jobs and Neil Young's discussions, and Neil's just coming out now hoping to kind of revive um, that push with Apple to to get that done. Um, but what, what's interesting is that True, Apple, they, they have something like 80% or 72%, a huge percentage of the uh, portable uh, media player market. So any move that Apple makes is pretty much going to be mimicked by the whole industry. So 
for me, it would be really exciting if they just bumped it up to at least 16-bit through iTunes. I think that would make a huge difference. Sure, people would have to wait longer for the downloads, but internet speeds are getting faster. Well, at least everywhere but where I live, they're getting faster. Um, so that would be really encouraging. And even there's companies springing up already um, that are offering uh, 24-bit downloads. For instance, there's a site called hdtracks.com. And they offer 24-bit, 96 kilohertz downloads from a lot of albums, a lot of classic albums, and some newer kind of jazz and classical albums. I just looked, checked on their site a few minutes ago, and you can uh, download Nirvana's Nevermind at 24-bit, 96 kilohertz. And you can also do that with Rush, Moving Pictures. I mean, some pretty big albums. And um, so that's pretty exciting. Sadly, they don't have the police catalog, which is disappointing to me because that's one of my favorite bands. But maybe at some point uh, we'll be, I'll be able to get 24-bit files of, of their albums. But that's very encouraging. So there, there's stuff out there, and, and they can do that. And, and I know a lot of concern, at least initially, was you know storage. The, you know, the reason why we have the MP3, I think it's twofold. It's that at the time when that was developed, the internet bandwidth wasn't there, but, and also memory was a lot more expensive. Of course, both have changed radically. And even now, you can use a lossless um, encoder to, to reduce the, the file size of, of waves down to 50%. Um, Apple, they have their Apple lossless, and uh, FLAC is also a very popular. And both those formats support 24-bit. So the infrastructure already exists to get these higher quality files out there to people. And what I do is, I mean, even for the independent artists, there's a site, bandcamp.com. Hopefully many of you are familiar with that, where you can upload 24-bit files and um, offer them for download. I'll have to check. I'm not sure that they have an option to download the 24-bit files, but you can certainly download um, 16-bit, and they do offer uh, FLAC and Apple lossless. So if you upload at 24-bit, the FLAC and the Apple lossless would be at the 24-bit uh, bit rate. So that's exciting. So, so the infrastructure is there for, for in, even independent artists to offer higher, uh, higher quality music to their fans. But the question is, does the general public really care? Can they hear the difference? And I think it's incumbent upon us as uh, musicians and engineers to make the case that yes, it does matter. Um, you know, the difference between a 16-bit file and a 24-bit file is very obvious. Even in noisy environments um, like a conference room or whatnot, you can hear the difference. Well, hopefully you can. Um, in my experience, most people can. You know, people initially may say, "Oh, I'll never be able to hear the difference," but it is pretty obvious. Um, and certainly, when you compare a 24-bit file. To an MP3, I mean that that is just extremely obvious. So, you know, I think a lot of it comes down to us ed- educating. Um, you know, if we're engineers, our clients; if we're musicians, educating our fans, um, and hopefully, you know, eventually we'll be able to ha- to have access to these higher higher quality files for all recorded music. And I think that would be great because. Well, music is an art form, and why not enjoy it in in the the highest quality that we can? So that's going to wrap up this edition of the podcast. If you have any questions or comments for me, please email them to matt at finleysound.com 
or you can leave a comment in the comment section over at studioratspodcast.com. Now, that site is very bare bones at the moment. I'm still trying to get the old podcasts up there and really haven't done any site design. So, you know, it's more important, I think, to get the the podcast out there and the the site will come along. So bear with me. We'll, We'll all get it taken care of. So until next time, go out there and record something.